On today's episode, the Rockford IceHogs defeat the Texas Stars 1-0 in overtime to advance to the Calder Cup playoffs where they're going to have a date with the Chicago Wolves in the first round. Then, Barry Trotz was fired by the New York Islanders this morning. Should the Blackhawks be doing everything in their power to make sure Trotz becomes their next head coach? Plus, to wrap up the episode will be our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Monday, May 9th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please go and show some support. First, by following the podcast, which will only take a quick couple of seconds, literally just a quick click of the button will help me out tremendously. Go and leave the show five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then feel free to leave me a review. I always greatly appreciate hearing from my tremendous listeners out there. And best of all, it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then you got to be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. Because if you haven't gotten the memo already, folks, somehow each and every episode moving forward is going to have a video version attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so yet, please, please, please go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I would greatly appreciate it. Go and smash the like button down below for me as well. And be sure to turn on those push notifications so that you can be notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good afternoon, everyone. And as always, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks and for making the show your first listen here to start off the day. Real quick, before I get into the good stuff, folks, I got to remind you all that today's episode is sponsored by Bet Online, which is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and Vegas casino games here in 2022. Bet Online, where the game begins. All right, to open things up here this afternoon, let's begin with the Rockford Icehogs defeating the Texas Stars 1-0 in Game 2 on Friday night putting them into the first round of the Calder Cup playoffs where they will be taking on the local Chicago Wolves in a best-of-five series. It should be a ton of fun to see those two of the Illinois AHL teams battle with one another here in the first round. And I believe I'm actually going to be in attendance for either Game 1 on Thursday or Game 2 on Saturday at the Allstate Arena. Uh, But getting into Friday night's Game 2, against the Texas Stars, I have to start off by saying what an incredible performance we saw 
from Arvid Soderblom and net for the Ice Hogs. He was nothing short of tremendous in that game, pitching a 36-save shutout. Really the only reason why Rockford won in overtime. Uh, and he also ended up stopping 69 of the 70 shots that he faced in this uh, mini play-in series. Um, and for Soderblom, we've seen the progression be unbelievable this year. Coming over to North America, his first season here, and he's been rock solid all year long, co-MVP of the team. And with the way he's been playing so far in this postseason and all year long, as I said, he's just been jumping up my prospect rankings for the Chicago Blackhawks. And honestly, I was talking to some of my buddies about this on Friday night after the Ice Hogs got the victory in OT. Soderblom might be the Blackhawks' top prospect aside from Lucas Reichel. It's probably either him or Ian Mitchell. And honestly, with, with what Soderblom's shown us at just 22 years of age, and of course, goaltenders usually take a little bit longer to progress than any other position. But what we've seen from him, again, in his first year in North America at just 22 years old, it's been absolutely remarkable. And I'm super stoked about his future with the Chicago Blackhawks one day. It looks like he could be in line to serve as the backup next year. Uh, probably undoubtedly going to get more NHL experience than he saw this year. He, he himself probably wasn't even expecting to be up playing with the Blackhawks this, uh, this soon. Um, but man, am I excited about Arvid Soderblom. And I can't wait to see what he's going to do down the road in Chicago. And, you know, obviously we have Drew Camesso in the, in the prospect pool as well, but to have Soderblom and Camesso, I mean, that puts the Blackhawks goaltender department, I think, in a, a pretty good spot moving forward. Obviously, we're still kind of guessing as to what Camesso is going to be at the NHL level. But so far through college and through when he's gotten opportunities to play with the United States and when he was playing uh, with the U.S. national team before college, I mean, he's been tremendous every level we've seen him at so far. So that gives us confidence that hopefully he's going to be able to do the same down the road as well. Uh, but I think the Blackhawks goaltender department, maybe not in good hands for next year, but a couple years down the road, I think they're going to be sitting pretty with both Soderblom and Comesso in the pipelines. And also Jackson Stauber, who we haven't seen anything from yet, but he put together a really good college career with Providence. So again, I think the Blackhawks goaltender position is in good hands and Arvid, Arvid Soderblom showed us why exactly that is on Friday night. Again, pitching a 36-save shutout. Uh, and throughout the majority of this game, the Ice Hogs were, uh, they were getting outplayed, to put it simply, especially in the early going. As I mentioned on Friday's episode, I expected the Stars to come out with some desperation, some extra pep in their step being on the brink of elimination. And that's what happened. They absolutely took it to the Ice Hogs in the early going. Uh, in the first period, they outshot Rockford 16-3. to uh, sec After 40 minutes, it was still 27-15, to I believe. Uh, but thanks to Soderblom standing on his head, making a couple of enormous saves, the game was still scoreless in Rockford. Uh, the third period was certainly the best play from the Ice Hogs all night long, aside from overtime, obviously. But they finally started to wake up a little bit. Uh, they actually got some sustained pressure in the offensive zone. They had their chance to win it on the power play as well, uh, but the man advantage really let them down all night long. And uh, more so than going 0-3, what was really disappointing to me was Texas got the better of the opportunities while Rockford had a man advantage. They had a couple of real good shorthanded looks, so not a good night overall for the 
for the Ice Hogs power play unit. Lucas Reichel in particular really struggled, had just a couple of bad decisions, some bad passes and turnovers, uh, and the Ice Hogs weren't able to capitalize on their chances. So this one headed into overtime at nothing, nothing. And then not even a minute into the extra frame, Isaac Phillips sets up Dylan McLaughlin, who, by the way, was one of the few Ice Hogs uh, who actually seemed to be playing well throughout regulation. There weren't very many, but McLaughlin was probably uh, the most impressive ice hog during the opening 60 minutes. Uh, Credit to Wally Maz, who runs the Chicago Prospects page on Twitter, who predicted that McLaughlin would net the overtime winner. And less than a minute in, he receives a pass from Isaac Phillips and snipes one home to give the ice hogs the one nothing win and to advance them into the Calder Cup playoffs officially, where, as I mentioned a moment ago, they will now be taking on the Chicago Wolves in the first round. And this is going to be quite a tough task for the Ice Hogs because the Wolves had the best record in all of the AHL this season. They put up a 50-16-10 record with 110 points. And to just kind of put that into perspective for those of you who may have not followed the AHL too closely this year, the next best team in the league recorded 97 points this season, while the Ice Hogs only had 79. So a 30-point differential there between the Ice Hogs and the Wolves. And uh, Chicago was just, by and large, the top team in the AHL this year. But they actually struggled when facing Rockford this season. The Ice Hogs went 8-3-1 and in the 12 meetings with the Wolves during the regular season. So... Should be a lot of fun uh, when the playoff series begins on Thursday. As I said earlier, I could be in, ten- in attendance for that one, or it could come on Saturday night in- for game two. I'm not sure at this point. I'm still talking it over with some of my buddies, figuring out which game we're going to go to. Um, but either way, I will be covering this entire first round series, and we'll be sure to keep all of you up to date on all of the latest news and game scores and everything right here on Lockdown Blackhawks. All right, there is a quick breakdown of the Rockford Ice Hogs advancing into the Calder Cup playoffs. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into Barry Trotz being fired by the New York Islanders this morning. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. It's that time of the year again, folks, as baseball season is finally upon us, and Bet Online has way more odds and info from game scores, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all sports betting here in 2022. It's not just baseball. From the NHL and NBA playoffs, eSports, boxing and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2022 season. Bet online is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and Vegas casino games. Bet online, where the game begins. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, getting into segment two. Earlier this morning, some breaking news came out of Long Island as Lou Lamorello and the New York Islanders fired head coach Barry Trotz, the same man that completely turned around the franchise and nearly had them in the Stanley Cup final in each of the past two years. But after a disappointing first half, the Islanders wound up missing the playoffs this season and. I guess that was ultimately enough for uh, old Lou to pull the plug on the Trotz era with the Islanders, which to me 
seems like a ludicrous decision to be honest, because Trotz is legitimately one of the best coaches in the entire NHL. And he's proven that for a long time now. And it's also been proven year after year, time and time again, that the system and the style that he implements as a head coach works. He's shown that everywhere he's been throughout his journey, that his defensive minded structural system, it absolutely works in this league. Sure. It's certainly not the most entertaining hockey to watch, especially if you're a New York Islanders fan, you'd probably like to see some more uh, things offensively from your team, but uh, it's a system and a mindset that a works and B is something that I really do believe the Blackhawks could take a page from that. The Blackhawks really would like to build into their system as they go about this rebuild, which is not only just playing sound defensively, but it's through hard work, through sacrificing your body, sacrificing yourself for the greater good of the team, sacrificing individual stats for team victories, uh, and, and overall playing solid defense and taking care of your responsibility in your own end. And things are going to be a lot easier for the rest of the team if you just take care of your responsibility. It's almost like the New England Patriots style, right? Just do your job and everything else is going to flow through that. That's kind of a similar style to what Barry Trotz was running in New York. And again, it's been proven to work everywhere that he's coached. Um, Going back to his days with the Nashville Predators, where he was there for actually a whopping 15 years, uh, his schemes and the way that he played gave other teams fits. And one of those teams was the Chicago Blackhawks. Sure, you know, the Hawks ended up getting the last laugh um, and obviously were the superior team throughout that era. Uh, But you got to remember, in 2010, the Predators were seconds away from nearly having that series locked up before Patrick Kane went on to do what he did, and then Marion Hossa proceeded to do what he did in overtime. Um, But they were right there, and Barry Trotz always had that Nashville Predators team competitive. They, They were always finding themselves in the thick of things. And that's, you know, the Blackhawks would kill for that right now. Um, but Trotz, after having many successful years with Nashville, he went on and joined the Capitals and his four years there found a ton of success, led the team to three, uh, division titles in those four years and also helped Alex Ovechkin finally get that Stanley cup in 2018. And then kind of surprisingly, after winning the cup, Trotz left Washington to go take on a job with the New York Islanders. And then in his four years there, had them, you know, turn things around in a hurry, had that team in the conference finals uh, in each of the last two years where they fell to the Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning, which no shame there. That team was absolutely loaded and they beat everyone. So Trotz had them, they were in game seven last year. I mean, they were as close as as anyone was to beating the Tampa Bay Lightning. He was also a a Jack Adams trophy winner for the best coach in the entire NHL. But now, as I said, after just one down season in Long Island, which by the way, the Islanders started out their year on a 13 game road trip because their stadium wasn't finished being built. And then in the final 99 days of the regular season, they played 50 games. They had a game every other day jammed into their schedule, but I guess ultimately um, Lou said that, you know, the, the team and the group in the locker room needed a different voice. And uh, he said it wasn't an easy decision to say the least, but um, Trotz ended up getting the boot 
from the Islanders here this morning. And for the Blackhawks, this move has driven fans into a frenzy here already today. Uh, but first, let me just say, I'm really not so sure that Barry Trotz would be willing to sign on throughout a rebuild here in Chicago, you know, given what he's done with, you know, every team that he's been with. He's not starting off his coaching career anymore with the Nashville Predators. Like we saw what he did with the Capitals, saw what he did with the Islanders. I'm assuming he's going to want to coach for teams that can compete immediately. And obviously that's not the Chicago Blackhawks. So I, I don't think it's all that likely. But for Kyle Davidson in the front office, at the very least, they have to pick up the phone and hear what Barry Trotz has to say. Because again, what he's done with the Islanders and the turnaround that they had immediately, uh, that's exactly what the Blackhawks are hoping to do here with their current rebuild. Obviously, they're not in a hurry, but if we get the pieces that we need to and we put uh, the players in a system to succeed and things happen to go a little bit faster, I don't think anyone's going to complain about that. Uh, and also, considering how bad the Blackhawks' defense has been, really, ever since they won the Stanley Cup in 2015, they've been ranked near the bottom of the league. They definitely need to get better in that area, and that's Barry Trotz's bread and butter. So it, it would be you know, an awesome hire, and I think it would be a perfect fit for the Blackhawks. I'm just not so sure it's a perfect fit for Barry Trotz. Uh, I just don't know how realistic a move like that actually is, but Davidson in that front office needs to be doing everything in their power to try and, and lure a guy like this over to Chicago because I think everyone, uh, a lot of people at least, would agree that he's an ideal candidate to be leading this rebuild with the Blackhawks. All right, there is some quick thoughts on Barry Trotz being let go by the New York Islanders this morning. Coming up in just a minute, it's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on Lockdown Blackhawks. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Summer is coming, and you're going to need some food for being on the go. Well, Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you everywhere you go. Throw them into your bags, throw them into your kids' bags, and make sure that everyone has a bar to be fueled for their summer adventures. And the best part about Built Bars is that they're both healthy and delicious, so there's no more sacrificing delicious food for health. Because with Built Bar, you can have both. You can get the best of both worlds. And have you tried Built Bar Puffs yet? Because if not, then you're seriously missing out on one of the best tasting protein bars on the market. With flavors like banana cream pie, and cinnamon churro. Who wouldn't want a cinnamon churro protein bar? I personally got to try it. Literally tastes like a roasted marshmallow with cinnamon on top. It's actually amazing. And best of all, they're only 140 calories and have 17 grams or more of protein. So head on over to built.com right now and use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's built.com with the promo code LOCKED15 one word locked in all caps, followed by the number 15 to get 15% off your next built bar order. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Moving on into segment three today, before I wrap things up, I still got to answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners out there as part of our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment. First question I wanted to answer today comes from at Lucas Reichel season on Twitter, which is a great Twitter name, uh, who asked, are you nervous for Tuesday's lottery? Yeah, I, I sure am. 
And the Blackhawks currently have a 7.5% chance at landing the top overall selection in the 2022 NHL draft. And I'm not 100% sure on this number, but I'd guess probably somewhere between a 10 and 15% chance of landing inside the top two. And of course, if that happens, then the Blackhawks would keep their first round pick this year and send their first next year to the Columbus Blue Jackets as part of that Seth Jones trade that was made by Stan Bowman last summer. And the reason the Blackhawks don't want that to happen is because then they would miss out on the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. And let me tell you, folks, that kid is putting up some Connor McDavid-esque numbers so far in his junior career and looks like he's going to be the real deal. So, well, a, a, a top two pick this year wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. It certainly would be better to have that happen next year in a much deeper 2023 NHL draft. So yes, I am definitely nervous for tomorrow night. If you haven't heard by yet, um, that's when the draft lottery is going to be taking place. And only five teams have a better chance at getting those picks than the Blackhawks do. So let's all keep our fingers crossed and hope that uh, our time is in 2023 and not tomorrow night. The second question I want to answer comes from at Bridgeman07 on Twitter, who asked, Will Dylan McLaughlin be with the Blackhawks in the NHL next year? That's a good and tough question. Uh, at the moment, McLaughlin is only under contract with the Rockford Icehawks. He is not signed on with the Blackhawks. But after what I, I've seen from him all year long and so far in the first two games of the postseason, I think it's definitely something that Kyle Davidson and the front office need to think about because this kid can play. And if you go and look at some of his numbers, they may not wow you or jump off the charts or anything but he has been a consistent point producer everywhere he's played go and look at his numbers the last three years in the COVID shortened season last year he put up 22 points in 28 games this time around he had 42 points in 55 games en route to being named co-MVP of the Rockford Ice Hogs along with Arvid Soderblom as I mentioned earlier uh, and even going back to his college days when he was uh, playing for Kinesis all four years that he was there, he was effective, and he was a point-per-game guy both as a junior and as a senior. And, you know, while those are obviously lower, that's a lower level than the NHL and also at a lower than the AHL for that matter, uh, like I said, he's just been productive everywhere that he's been, whether it be going from college, making the jump to the AHL. He also got a stint in the ECHL where he absolutely lit it up to come back up with Rockford. And has been really one of their top point getters ever since. So um, I really think this kid has maybe not NHL offensive talent, but I think he's more of a threat and has more upside than some people do expect. And one reason why I say that is more importantly than the numbers, but the way that McLaughlin plays the game, I think is something that could translate well to the NHL level because I think his biggest asset is his speed. And we saw that in game two against Texas. He had a shift where he was literally skating circles around everybody in the offensive zone. Uh, and the Hawks, I've talked about this many times on the podcast, but other than Sam Lafferty and the forward group and maybe Mackenzie Entwistle, there's not a whole lot of top-end speed, especially uh, aside from that top line where I'd say probably Alex DeBrinkett is the best skater of the three compared to Dylan Strome and Patrick Kane. Uh, but also, aside from the speed with McLaughlin, He's got very good puck handling. He's a good stick handler. And he also does a good job of using his body and putting the puck to the outside and remaining uh, remaining in possession of the puck when defenders are trying to body him. He's not the biggest guy. He's only 
five foot eleven, around two hundred pounds, but he knows how to protect the puck and he knows how to use his body to keep things cycling in the offensive zone. And just overall, I think he has a good knowledge of the game on the offensive side of things. So uh, I really like his whole offensive makeup. The only downside is that he's going to be turning 27 this summer. He'll be turning 27 in June. So he's not young in his career at this point by any means. Um, I don't know if the Blackhawks are even going to take a chance on him because of his age, but with the team, you know, not expected to be all that competitive next year, I think it's worth a shot to give McLaughlin a a one-year deal and to bring him up and see how he fares. You know, there's, in my mind, there's, Absolutely nothing to lose by making that decision. Again, with the Blackhawks, probably not too focused on wins and losses next year, especially they don't get a top two pick in this year's draft. And it pushes over, they'll be able to keep their draft pick next year and have a chance at those at that Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Wins and losses will really not be important if that happens. So uh, I really do hope the Blackhawks are, are looking at this and seeing it the same way that I do as well, because McLaughlin has been one of the Ice Hogs' most impressive forwards all year long and also provides a style of play that the team doesn't have very much of in their lineup at the moment. All right, I think that is going to wrap up Monday, May 9th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to go and subscribe on YouTube as well and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and tune into the Lockdown NHL podcast for all the latest news and info on every team that's taking part in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com. You could also go and hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.